Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. For today's edition of how, the How To Slot, we're looking at how to sail and rail a way of travelling to the UK or Europe without using an aeroplane. Joining me now to discuss his tips and tricks is Michael Pigeon, Dublin City Green Party caster. Michael, how are you today? I'm great, thanks. Great, thanks. Thanks for having me on. It, it will say it's like a throwback now to an earlier time um, when it was just the way to get to, to places. So I think, you know, a certain generation will have uh, long memories of getting boats and ferries uh, and trains and, and possibly not happy memories either, Michael. No, perhaps not. Perhaps not. I think a lot of people are still stuck with the uh, the image of the, the old mail boat going out and being forced out to leave the country and all that. But uh, I found it a fairly fairly easy way to get get across. And I was living in Belgium for a few years. I was living in uh, London then for a few more years. And it was always a fairly quick and predictable way of getting home. And you know, um, were were you doing the, view it on the be, train work a bit? And, were, were you doing it because that was very near and dear to your heart that you, you felt it was you know better for the climate, or was it just just the thing you enjoyed? A, a, a bit of a mix, to be honest. Uh, it is definitely better for the uh, environment in terms of carbon emissions. I, I, there seem to be loads of different figures out there, but the ones I found were generally saying it's uh, 95% lower emissions than going by plane or 75%. Yeah, I, I, I don't know the exact figure. But to be honest, a part of me just, I, I, I just, I think a lot of people might have this. Well, I just kind of hate airports and I find the experience of flying, while it's really quick, uh, can be a real pain. Uh, and while sail, the, the, the sail rail process where, you, where you, you basically get the ferry to Hollyhead and the train from there, it can be a little messy or a little janky. I often find it w- once you get the process right, it's a bit more relaxing. And uh, the nice thing is you're, you're pretty much going from Dublin Port, which is not a million miles away from the city, uh, to the centre of London if you're going to London. So there's no kind of messing about with getting into you know, one of these kind of Ryanair airports that pretends like it's in the city, but it's actually two hours away or anything like that. Right. So you end up going kind of city to city, which is something I like as well. Okay. Not, not uh, stuck in a transfer bus. Relaxed is not a word we're using with airline traffic, uh, airline travel at the moment. Um, <laughs> anything for it. I've done a bit of it recently and there's a lot of white knuckles. You're either at the airport way too early and there is no queue. Yeah. Um, or you're in one of the queues and then then you're not happy either. But um, tell me, it, most of the journeys are originating from Dublin port what, what's that like to get to Dublin port is probably the trickiest part of the whole process and wow. um, the port itself if you get to the entrance is not is, is, is pretty close to town it's right by the point so the Lewis goes pretty much there but to get to the ferry terminal from there it's, it's probably too far to walk I've done it on my bike a few times um, but what I've often found is either I get a bus from town there's a special Dublin bus that goes there's also a private bus that goes to the ferry terminal um, but you can also just get the Lewis to the point to the end of the line there and just you know hail a taxi I, I did that the last time when I was going to Edinburgh nice. and I think it was 7 or 8 euro into the port so that's the bit that I think okay. I'm a bit uh, amazed a by that rail. I'm a bit amazed by that I would have thought at the very least you'd be able to get off some form of, of you know generally easily available public transport and just get on yeah the there is a Dublin bus but 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 yeah look t- to be honest right. the, the part of the reason I'm so keen to spread this is because I think it's, it's a good option for more people than you'd think but also the more people who use it I think there's some parts of it that just suffer because uh, at times, there can be fairly low numbers. It's busy enough in summer, but out of that, sometimes there's just not enough people. And uh, I think the more people who use it would be a way of fixing up some of these issues, such as getting to and from the port. Sure. OK. Uh, so assuming I get to the ferry port, what, what are my options? There's two different operators, aren't there? Yeah, there's Irish Ferries and Stena. Now, people people will die in a ditch over which is their preferred option. I personally prefer Irish Ferries. easier to book with because you can do it online and they, they run a fast ferry and a slow ferry. Uh, whereas Stena, I think generally people say they have a nicer ferry, but they only run the one. Um, but 
just, just to, give, to give kind of a, a classic example of what you do, uh, if you were going to London, which is a journey I've done a fair bit, uh, you'd get to the, the, the port, you'd probably leave Dublin Port about 8.20. You only need to be there about 40, 45 minutes in advance. Oh, there's a difference. There's no yeah, big yeah. security fault. Exactly. Nice. And then you basically, you get to Hollyhead and uh, I think it's about an hour later, so it gives plenty of time if there's any sort of delay. Uh, a train goes from Hollyhead and that's a very easy process because Hollyhead train station is the same as the port. It's just one building um, and it's a fairly small building uh, and you just hop on the train and you can actually get a direct train to London which would mean you kind of you'd be leaving so you'd be leaving Dublin Port at about 20 past 8 in the morning and you'd be arriving in London Houston at just around 4pm. Okay. Um, so so it's a bit longer but door to door it's probably only kind of two or three hours more and the upside of being on the train is the I find if you get the direct train it's a bit like getting the Dublin Cork train there's desks there's Wi-Fi there's plugs uh, there's a nice view as well so right. I, I personally less the ferry I more love the train you know? Okay I suppose for those who um, are trying to work they'd be saying well there's your working day is gone for those who might say you can get the, the red-eyed 6.30 flight out of Dublin get a day's work in London Absolutely. that's not really going to work for you is it? No, I, I, and look, I, I was lucky when I was living in London, I had a flexible employer who, and I was doing office work. So they said, look, so long as you're contactable, uh, which I fair mostly enough. was aside from the ferry, and I was working, that, that was fair enough. There is an option which I haven't tried, which is you can get a bus at uh, 8, 8 p.m. from Dublin City Centre. That goes on one of the late night ferries, and, it, and it's a sleeper bus. I'm told it's quite comfortable. I'm not a big bus fan myself, um, but I'm told it's comfortable and you get in at 8am into into London. So it's kind of a, a, an overnight service. Right. For me, that's a bit long to spend in a bus. But yeah, I wonder how doable it is. The idea of sleeping on the bus, you've got to watch yeah, be very I'd be the same. little kind of... I'd uh, be the same. It'll be fully reclinable, I think, at the very least um, on that. Yeah. One thing fascinating me too, if you're on the ferry, is are you able to get a bit of work done? Is there Wi-Fi? Can you use your phone? All that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, you, you you can, but I find it's a bit expensive. I I've never used the Wi-Fi myself. Uh, they they do charge you for it. Um, you definitely shouldn't use mobile data on your phone because there's, there's some sort of app C network that's that's like the roaming charges you might remember from a few years ago. If you go on holiday, that can be a bit steep. Uh, I find I tend not to work so much online on the ferry, but um, it, you know, it depends on the kind of time of day. If you're coming back from the UK, for example, a lot of us uh, who are living in London, we used to get the ferry back. Um, kind of almost, almost as a as a you know as, as something that was fun in itself. So there's a there's a pub there, there's a bar there, there's a restaurant there. Kind of has fairly standard sort of carvery food. Um, so you you can eat and relax on that. Uh, I I do a bit of work, but it wouldn't necessarily be online. Okay, if you know what I mean. But yeah. I I think there is a Wi-Fi service. I just don't want to swear by it because okay. I haven't used it myself. Uh, and, but, but the Wi-Fi on the train is excellent. Is absolutely excellent, right? Um, and in terms of comfort and stuff, food and coffee, because that's that's another thing about air tra- air traffic that uh, airline travel is gone. Um, the food and the options to eat are, are rubbish these days. So yeah. is it a bit better on the ferry and the train? Yeah, I find so. Um, if, if you're coming from London, I would generally stock up on nice uh, sandwiches or something like that. There's Marks and Spencer's in Houston Station, so you can get a, treat yourself to fancy uh, sandwich there and have that in the train. Uh, on the ferry, they've got a pub that's pretty good, like any other pub. It's very spacious. It's like hanging out in like a large hotel lobby, I think is probably the best way to describe it. So you're not packed into little seats or anything like that. It's usually quite calm. Uh, there is food on the ferry as well, um, but it's more kind of, it would be kind of a bit more like a, a pub carvery or something like that. It's not, I wouldn't say it's going to win any awards, but uh, right. it does the trick. It doesn't have a high standard to beat now, eh, on airline food. At this exact <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Um, def- definitely thing, much better than airline food. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I'd be looking for is the amount of science that goes on these days to your bags, to try and get your bag down to 10 kilograms. 
if you're traveling with a family, holy mother of God, it, it's ridiculous. So is it a bit easier in that kind of end, uh, you know, traveling? That that sort of thing is much, much easier. Like, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think you bring weapons on or anything like that. But from what I've seen, I've actually moved country using taking the ferry, uh, you know, moving back to Ireland. And it's basically what you can carry. So it's kind of the same principle. I, I'm sure if you look on the website, they've got restrictions and rules and so forth. But in practice, a lot of the time, the bags are just given a quick cursory scan to make sure you're not carrying a sword or a rifle or something. But there's, there's no fussing about with liquids or weights or anything like that. Uh, when you arrive at the ferry terminal, if you want, you can check in a bag. Uh, I, I've never done that, aside from when I was moving. Uh, I generally just carry the stuff with me and put it on the seat beside me in, in one of the restaurants or something on the ferry and then whatever you can carry on the train yourself. So it's it's just, that end of things is much, much easier. Yeah. You often see also on the ferry, there'll be a lot of people who drive uh, their car on and obviously there's, there's, there's no limitations there. Yeah, and you can bring a bike? Yeah, I've done that. Um, uh, I, I'm told some people park sometimes uh, to get to the port easily, they park up and lock it up outside for a week or two, uh, but I've brought the bike on. Uh, they charged me a tether. They put it in with the cars, and then I just wheeled it off at the end. It was very easy, and I brought that in the train. And then I was, I had a, I think I was going to London that time, and I just just had the bike with me. So right. very that, good. That, that's very handy. You can bring very your good. dog. Yes, there's, there's, I've never done this now. The only pet I've ever bought was when I was moving back. I had a goldfish. So I got to show it to sea at least. That was nice. I can't, but, I can't um, see why you were travelling with a goldfish. That sounds like a story. Yeah, I, I think I was very much the weirdo on the ferry with that. Um, but uh, I think, uh, yeah, from, from what I understand, the policy on the website is you can certainly bring dogs and cats and they say they'll put them in a crate on the car deck. Uh, again, much less stressful than air travel. Um, but I, I, since I put up, I put up a blog with all the tips and tricks for this yeah. and a few people have been in touch to say actually the, the ferry company just let them walk their dog on. So it, it, I find it tends to be a lot more relaxed than air travel in the sense of it's not as strict or anything like that. Right. So the website might say they have to be in a crate. Maybe that will be the case sometimes, but a lot of times they're just waiting. Well, I'll tell you one thing. It, sound, on. it sounds like an awfully much more stress-free, easy experience than, than airline travel at the moment. Is it having a bit of a swing back? Are young people starting to row in? Because we were talking to a guy on the show there a while back who was mm. uh, taking part in a, in a science thing in Sligo and he's cycling from um, Holland to, to Sligo, oh, right. you know, getting ferries. But that, and he was saying he's not alone, that many of his friends are, are, are very concerned. So are you seeing a little bit of that perhaps? Yeah, it's noticeable. Like you, you see as well that the, the profile of people who are on it is quite different. You know, I've been taking the sail rail since 2006, 2007, and uh, it's definitely a lot busier. There's a lot more people getting the train. Um, there's a lot of families for sure. There's a lot of uh, younger people. Um, so you, you, can, you can see that, that, that there's a real mix of people who, who, who get the ferry. I think some people just prefer it. There's a lot of people who drive. Um, but getting the CRL, it, it, it's often busy. Uh, and some people have been in touch since I put up the, the, the blog with the information about this to say actually they have a fear of flying or they can't fly for health reasons or they just wanted something a bit quieter or they've got climate concerns. So there's, there's a whole host of reasons for different folks to take 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 the very good. Well, I'll try and sell it to the family at some point in the future. I'll, I'll let you know how to get on there, Michael. Um, thank you very much for joining us. A pleasure talking to you, Michael. That's uh, Michael Pigeon there, Dublin City Green Party Caster on how to sail and rail. And if you have experiences of sailing and railing, uh, do let us know how they were, how they went for you. 53106. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.